0: Welcome to the Anarchist Monastery. I'm Daniel Roy Connolly and uh, we have a special episode uh, today coming from the recording studio at John Cabot University in Rome. I've been teaching in Rome for the past six weeks, and uh, along the way, I bumped into many, uh, many great friends and colleagues. One of whom I will shortly introduce, and I'm 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 very honoured to have uh, have his presence with us today. Hugh Bernays is here in spirit, uh, if not in person. Uh, Hugh knows who I'm interviewing and has sent me a couple of thoughts to share, which I'll be very happy to do. So I'm delighted to be joined by, as I say, my colleague and my friend, uh, Professor uh, Stefan Lawrence Sorgner, Um, Stefan is a philosophy professor at, uh, at John Cabot University in Rome. Um, he was educated at, at, at King's College London, uh, at uh, Durham University, at uh, at uh, Gießen, is that, is, that, is that how you, is that the, uh, and Jena, is that, uh, how am I doing, is that okay? How's Richard, the journey?
1: Schiller University in
0: Jena, yes. Oh, thank you very much. Okay, that's a much better <laughs> accent than I can manage. Um, Stefan is the, is the director and co-founder of the uh, Beyond Humanism Network. Uh, he's a fellow at the Institute for Ethics and Emerging Technologies. He's a research fellow at the UHA, EWA Institute for the Humanities at EWA Women's University in Seoul. Uh, he's the academic advisor of Humanity Plus and visiting. Fe- this is lo- this is going to be longer than the interview. This is he's a visiting fellow at the Ethics Center of the Friedrich Schiller University in in Jena. He's editor of more than ten essay collections and author of the of the following, amongst many uh, monographs: Metaphysics Without Truth on Transhumanism. We have always been uh, cyborgs. Uh, philosophy of Posthuman Art: Transhumanismus and Homo Ex Machina. Now, I've, I've copped a look at your, your Facebook page uh, 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 just in the run-up to this, uh, this interview, and uh, you're proudly displaying uh, the four, right, count them, four uh, books uh, that you've had published uh, uh, this year. Um, obviously, your career is taking a massive nosedive, and, uh, and I, I just want to... Where did it all go wrong for you? Stefan, where did it
1: all go wrong? Thanks for that really kind introduction. Yes, four books, but I must say, I mean, there are only like two new monographs. There's one essay collection and the other thing which came out, the fourth book, uh, is a republication it sort of it, it came out as a as a paperback so it's not a new book it was already published last year and there's a further book uh, being republished or coming out in you as a paperback it's a philosophy of posthuman art which is forthcoming in september so it will be available for a good price just to make some additional publicity okay. it's a really yeah. good book i've I've just been informed that it has been translated into
0: creek already into Greek, yes. Already, yes. Okay, well, that's you have lots of fans in Greece, then, obviously. Uh, Greece is a beautiful
1: country. Yeah. Sort of, there's you don't have to fly over to Waikiki Beach. Just go to Greece and the, and the seaside is amazing. It's all there, right? It's all there.
0: Yeah. Okay. I must. I'll will put that on my uh, my summer to do list. I think um so i the reason that i'm I'm interested in 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 chatting to you really is because you're our go to you're one of Europe's go to philosophers about uh, transhumanism and post humanism and i what I want to do is just unwrap those ideas. Uh, for uh, the anarchist monastery listeners you can treat me as an idiot as a first-year undergraduate if you like uh, I've just rocked up to your to your first class so um, but w- but before we go there before I step into that classroom and and listen to you talk about this this these fascinating subjects I just want to go back a little into your past and I want to I want to imagine little Stefan maybe seven or eight years of age now it's my understanding that you had a very religious upbringing now that we have a connection there because so did i mine was out of choice i'm not sure uh you you can tell me about about yours um what was it like what was it like being seven year old uh, Stefan old
1: you've just introduced me as sort of europe's go-to voice as a philosopher of transhumanism i must say i mean in the anglo-american world you know, most of the transhumanists are sort of entrepreneurs or computer scientists, mm-hmm. are innovators. Here we've got, well, maybe, you know, one or two philosophers who are known as philosophers of transhumanism. But they present sort of that utopian, yeah. libertarian, utilitarian version of transhumanism, which I think is, is, you know, shouldn't be taken too seriously. Actually, it's too easy to make fun of it. So... Um, what I'm actually doing is trying to present the, f- you know, first proper yeah. philosophical account because there really hasn't been developed the proper philosophy of okay. transhumanism. But it, you're right, in and so far that sort of my my philosophical ground is is very much of a, of, a, of a continental um with yeah. resonances of Nietzsche with resonances yeah. Heraclitus ancient Greek tradition yeah. so it is a type of a eurotranshumanism one could say and yes it is of this is obviously closely related to my upbringing Great. you know in my with my background growing up in Germany but actually Actually, I don't. I don't see myself as a as a German so much because of my uh, my my ancestors. They all came from Bohemia, so I'm a pr- proper Bohemian. Mm, okay, and Bohemia has also yeah. been known. He would approve. Um, <laughs> is is a place sort of? It, it is. It is quite. A, it's been quite a Catholic. Uh, region, so yes, my upbringing has been has been Catholic, and I've I've, I've struggled with these issues. I, I took them seriously, mm. and I um I thought no no if you want to be the uh, proper Catholic, then you would have to go all the way. That means um what does that mean? Uh, that means um I would w- I wanted to be the Pope. So if if I want to be a proper Catholic, I, I need to become the you Pope. Want to, you wanted you, uh, you know this uh, is you know you know if you want to do something properly, then then you need, need to go all the way. And and so there was there was not much of an option you, in the Catholic tradition. No. Had, you,
0: had you worked out what your papal um, name would be, because you'd have to check you couldn't be Pope Sogner. You'd have to be. Uh, what would you be? No,
1: it could be. So there, there was not need uh, to get so much of a change. There was Saint Stephanos. <laughs> um, <laughs> they had, had some strong resonance yeah, from but, Stefan uh, to Stefan. Now there's not such a long way, but it, it was no. This was this was what I what I seriously thought about. If if um you know if the if the entire story that's the plausible version, and hmm. obviously um then there is it's life on Earth is so short, yeah. Um and and what really matters is, is what comes afterwards, right? And so so this is the only thing which really matters. So I would have to stick to all the regulations and pres- prescriptions okay. and 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 work my way uh, up towards coming to you know coming from God, returning to God oh, no. and having that understanding but that this is also um, but at the same time my upbringing was also very you know related to the natural sciences. okay so so from a very early age on I, I started I started reading um, books on on astrophysics. You know, b- because if you want to know, you know, what comes afterwards, yes. how to deal, how to face the issues yeah. um, of of getting punished or rewarded after death, then then um, if that's a plausible story in Christianity, then also the natural sciences would have to support that understanding. Yeah. And so, so I was I was I was reading mac- books on macrophysics, on elementary particles. Well, I was, when you were a little uh, kid. When, you when were... I was little kid, when I was sort of. <laughs> Uh, I, I was re- when the book came out by Stephen Hawking, "A uh, Brief History of Time." I yeah. was I was among the first to read it. Good. How old were you then? That was that was I was that was around beginning of my teenage years. Okay, okay. Um, and 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 then I also realized, luckily, in the in the books on the natural sciences which I read at the time, it was. Uh, or the physicists I read, they were luckily. Luckily, they were so humble, and they mentioned, "Well, when it goes further, when it you know moves before the Big Bang, before the cosmological yeah. singularity, um, these are issues which we cannot address as physicists." Okay, and so you you need to do f- philosophy,
0: right? Um, Just coming to that. So, and, is, is your head in the clouds as well as you have the Bible in one hand? and you have what i i don't know what do you have in the other uh, a no not a skull you have a, you have a an idea of a a, a, que- a question for what we're doing here basically i mean that must be the 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 beginnings of all philosophical thought what 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 are we doing here and why exactly
1: so the the, the bible bible in one hand and on the other hand um, I was I was very good with mathematics. This uh, was really my strongest subject. Okay, and 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 also doing you know quite well with physics, chemistry. Yeah. But um, so so I was reading all of these physics book and and but they all sort of made me realize no I need to do the the really tricky issues are all being dealt with when when you're concerned with philosophical issues. Yeah. And then I was. I was I was on a on a school trip oh. in Hamburg. Okay, of at, course. At the age of thirteen. Right. It's a wonderful place. At the age of thirteen, so it's a wonderful place for any age. But, um, and then we sort of walked around at the Ripperbahn. <laughs> okay. A beautiful yep. location. And we entered into a secondhand bookstore. Right. And and I I, I, I was looking I was looking I was looking around, and there there was a little book which I still have here with me in Rome actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a book. It, it, it was sort of in in, in sort of a heart bound a hardback yeah. copy of Heraclitus on nature. Okay, so it was a collection of 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 his fragments, mm. and they were commented on by. By 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 Plato, was, Spinoza, was Nietzsche. You, you can't
0: step in the same river.
1: You can't twice. step in the same ri- river twice, and, right. and because it, there's no such thing as the same river. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and so he um, and all of the fragments were commented on. You know, like Goethe, Spinoza, um, right. Nietzsche, right. And 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 who else was there? Goethe, Goethe, Goethe Spinoza, Nietzsche. These were on Plato. Plato, of
0: course, but Plato. Plato yes, Plato rocked up as well.
1: Uh, um, so and and these were and, and and sort of I was reading and rereading and, and I was fascinating because well on nature I was mm. concerned with physics so mm. obviously on nature makes oh. most sense to It's most closely related to these issues. And you're 13. And you're I was 13, eat, 13. You're eating this stuff. And up. I was I was reading. I was reading Heraclitus. Amazing.
0: And what that about was the, <laughs> what about the church then? How how did that um, presumably the church started to fade at some point? And and and
1: then sort of I realized, well, there's there's sort of a tension between right, you don't, <laughs> you don't say yeah. between that understanding and between what I what I grew up with and uh-huh. with all the direction towards the other worldliness. Sure. And, and 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 but but sort of these were the authors I actually read. Plato, Nietzsche, Spinoza, and Goethe. Okay. And and these are the ones I can still, who still most strongly was my own uh, understanding. And right. these were the ones I started reading after having dealt with right. Heraclitus. And right. actually, by the age of 20, yeah. I had read all of Nietzsche's main writings. Yeah.
0: And didn't, and didn't you didn't you like do what other kids do like go to the cinema and like throw stones at people no nah, i was i was, I was cho- doing sports still, still so I was doing, from shops and stuff like that i was doing, I was doing sports what uh, sports did you enjoy
1: athletics and tennis well you're running again seven seven days the week i was doing sports oh, so cool. that was like like no i was when i when i was like you know in my teenage years i was i was but my entire day was fully structured so i went to school after school I, I practiced guitar and clarinet, and then I did sports and did my homework. So there was no f- spare time, no time for going out to you're the cinema. Model, you're you know? a model citizen, I have to say. <laughs> I, I was. I had a. I had a full, you know, a fully structured time in my teenage years, and, and was, I was that
0: was that a, um, out of choice or was that pushed onto you? By no,
1: it? no, it was. It was, That's what. I, that's simply what I did. I didn't. I didn't really think about yeah other stuff and and in my spare time i did my sort of I, I was reading i was reading more and more nietzsche because i realized sort of i realized sort of plato thought the answer was somewhere out there in yeah. the in the in the afterworld, and nietzsche was telling me well well it was giving me psychological
0: explanations right. for what what's wrong with you if, if this is what you're looking for now let me just unpack a couple of these names for our for our for our listeners um uh, Friedrich Nietzsche. You're you're talking obviously then about the the 19th century uh, uh, German philosopher, world famous in his time or just today? Would you say? No, he was
1: not world famous um, during his lifetime. It, it, his fame started to grow when he when he sort of.
0: Well, well when the, time, the Nazi Party appropriated his work, didn't they? Through his sister, is that correct?
1: No, actually, it became famous uh, before that. Yeah. Um, in, Particular, because you must know, sort of, in, during the First World War, hmm. the soldiers actually received copies of Suspoke *Saratustra*. So you can oh. imagine that it, it really, at the time, he was already. Getting quite famous. And what did that have and, to say?
0: What did that have to What did Sprach Zarathustra* have? One of one of Nietzsche's great publications. Yeah. What did that have to say to soldiers in the First World War? It, it's sort of well. There is a lot
1: of. It's easy to well. There's as many interpretations of Nietzsche's writings as there mm. are people reading it. Of course. And and so they they offer you a broader variety mm. uh, of possible interpretation than mm. of most other philosophers. But so um, in particular, when it comes to the appropriation in the Third Reich was sort of mitigated sure. by his sister. And I must say, he she actually falsified his writings. She, oh, okay. she, she added, she not only edited it, she altered, she ad, added phrases, and all that. Okay. And so she she was a really nasty person. I mean, so. Right. Um, and... and I mean, he was, he was a, anti- yeah, he's the Superman. He's the, um, he's, he's
0: a man and Superman. Isn't
1: well, well, true. yeah, that's what he, what he presented. But he was, he also presented, he, because his, his sister was closely, she, she was married to an anti-Semite. Right, um, who started sort of a colony in in Southern America, okay, and 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 he always Nietzsche always stressed I'm an anti anti semite. Yes, so there's really you know there's yes. no anti semitism in in his writing. Yes, um, he does criticize uh, Judaism, he does criticize Christianity, but sort right. of only in the, in the because yep. of the problems related to monotheistic religions. Yep. but he always saw himself as an anti anti semite. So right. there's really there were no no similarities in that respect with. Yeah. The no. Third Reich, and furthermore, he also always presented himself as a good European, ah. and and so that really didn't go yes. a- along very well with sort of no. uh, uh, you know but German at the German Germany, nationalism. So and and actually. I, even though there was an attempt to appropriate it, but sort of the the, the leading thinkers yep. at the time always realized that Nietzsche, if you someone actually looked at his writings, he's not the right person yeah, to to, sure. to for supporting sort of the third right yep. ideology. So yep. this is it is that is it. But as a consequence um, of this of the use of of the sister. Yep. Um, she's done a lot of damage yes. in sort of the in the in the reception of of, of Nietzsche is, because is, for is, a long time sort still, of he's been
0: Is he still connected today to the far right in Germany? Uh, is there that hangover? And <sighs> in, in to
1: the far right I don't they don't really received him but um
0: they don't really know what philosophy is. They don't
1: know what philosophy <laughs> is. <laughs> Fair
0: enough. Um yeah. Um, but
1: but yeah, but yeah you could probably say um but, more more in the established philosophical circles yeah. in probably more so in Germany than in the Anglo-American world i must right, say right. Um, there is still sort of a people they are still hesitant yeah. they see still see resonances yeah. in nietzsche's writings okay. to some dangerous thought because he clearly was not a he was not a liberal democrat no. Um, okay, sure. Um, and by but by receiving Nietzsche's, uh, that doesn't mean that that I agree with him. Just to stress no, it, sure, because sure. Because I think sort of uh, freedom is an enormously important achievement. Mm. So when it comes to um, what he actually has in mind, what he suggests mm. in his writings that we, we need a new kind of community, mm. um, communal truck organic structures. Mm. Um, where people fulfill their roles, yeah. so it, it, I'm. I, I don't think that's really something which should aim for. I'm extremely critical of that. I think that that could have really dangerous implications. Mm-hmm. But it's not the dangerous implications related to anti um, anti-Semitism right. or 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 or, um, uh, or German yep. nationalists. So yep. these are not the issues which are problematic because he's he's clearly anti anti German. He's good European and he's, right. he's an He's an uh, anti-anti-Semite. Yeah. However, he does affirm sort of communal structures, mm. and he is not in favor of a liberal democracy. Okay,
0: um, and in that respect, I think so. He has a certain appeal on that on that side of things. You would say
1: he does have a yeah. certain appeal on any anyone who's in favor of some communal structures. Yeah, um, I, mean, I remember reading Nietzsche. <laughs> I,
0: I, I remember reading Nietzsche uh, when I was doing my master's degree, actually, and I thought he was a complete rock star. I absolutely loved him. Die at the right time, Nietzsche said. And that's always stuck with me. And I think what an amazing idea that is. However, and I think this might give me a link into then what I want to talk to you about concerning transhumanism and posthumanism. Nietzsche said die at the right time. Uh, do we, we? We don't really want to die at all, do we anymore? I mean, we we want to find ways of of continuing, uh, w- uh, and um, and perfecting ourselves in some way as we as we grow older. I suppose the whole idea of older now is is, is a concept that might need some revisiting as well. What trans, Could you just tell me? Tell you what? Let's do this. Can you just define briefly transhumanism for me, and then posthumanism, and we'll take one, and then we'll do the other. So die
1: at the right time, you mentioned. Yes, this is something which Nietzsche, Nietzsche highlighted. And um, one needs to distinguish in, in Nietzsche's writing first, as sort of the, on the one hand, the overhuman. On the other hand, that the, there's a last man, the letzte mensch. Okay. and um, What does that mean? Um, and, and, and sort of the one is what he presents, the overhuman, as an, as an ideal, yeah. which he favors. And, and the and the last human okay. is, is sort of a concept of someone whom he despises who thinks this is we should shy away from that yep. um, but he at the same time recognizes that once after we've moved away we've twisted twisted we've moved away from... The Judeo-Christian tradition. Yeah. So there's no more hope for an afterworld. Sort of, there are two different options basically, which people go for. Okay. And and the one option is sort of the humans um, focusing um, on themselves, developing further, taking yep. a further evolutionary step, yep, and enhancing themselves. The others, that's sort of the overhuman tradition. And on the other hand, there is there is a tradition of the last human, um, which sort of favor a long lifespan, a pleasant life, a little, a little poison for for the night to fall asleep easily. Okay. A little pleasure for the day. Nothing too much. Nothing too extreme. Hmm. And and um and. A little it, poison
0: for the night. A little pleasure for the day. Exactly. I, lo- I love that. Right. I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna have that tattooed on my arm. I think when I go back to the UK. <laughs> right and, and 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 you can actually see that and and this
1: is the reason on the one hand one can see traces of transhumanism both of these options
0: so trans so what we're we talking about here we're talking about modifying ourselves the human race in some way so as to extend or to render more effective or or more pleasurable our time on earth is that what, what is that how, how far am i off the track there Exactly. I mean the the
1: main focus is improving your quality of life. That's right. the main focus. Right. And and the idea is sort of how can you reach that goal? The best way is by transcending the boundaries we currently have. Yeah. Because by transcending the boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, we live longer, we have be- better cognitive skills, by better cognitive skills we can make you know, better decisions for ourselves in right. order to to increase the intensity of our pleasures in order to mm-hmm. increase the likelihood of achieving what we really mm. want to achieve. Mm. So um, there is not one specific goal, okay, which which transhumanists affirm. The one goal which they regard as uh, which most, if not all, of the transhumanists share as something which increases the likelihood of uh, increasing your uh, quality of life is an increased health span. Living longer right. healthily, right. not an increased lifespan right. because you don't want to be, you, you know, most probably don't want to be lying bad, fell to death and and, yeah. and, and sort of for another Shh. 200 years. Sure. That's not really something which most many people nope. identify with a high, high good quality of life. Yep. However, you if you're healthy uh, uh, and then live another, you know… If you're healthy and you're doing well, you know, why Why? Why should anyone want
0: to die? You, there's always another- What are we talking here in terms of span? So I've got a, my son's 13. Uh, is he gonna live to 150? Will that be a normal life? I mean,
1: some of the transhumanists talk about, you know, radical life expense and up, you know, 500, 1000 years. And that's, like, like Methuselah, some, um, like some modern-day Methuselah. It, some even go further. Some some right. talk about immortality. I think the ones who talk about immortality, if they're serious transhumanists, um, then they only mean it in a metaphorical manner, yeah. which means sort of immortality uh, standing for an indefinite life extension. Right. However, if if there's there are some people who might mean it in the literal sense, then I think we shouldn't take them seriously yeah. because it just doesn't make sense. I mean, in and and. and, and living indefinitely or living having an immortal life in this world would mean that it's impossible for you to die, or that you don't have to die unless it's you really a want to. It's quite
0: a hubristic concept. Isn't it, it just it, doesn't. Well. Make,
1: I mean, forever. if you take if you if you're rooted Who in imminent that? imminent non-dualistic understanding of the world, that would mean eventually, you know, eventually the entire world, the entire universe might collapse in another singularity. Right. But we humans, we will survive, we'll nevertheless. You know, and that's just not that's not just not as
0: intellectually serious. Option. We'll be there with everything else collapsing around us. We'll still be there. Exactly right, as opposed to what we're happening. Exactly. What we're happening so right now.
1: Let's you know this, yeah. and this is what many in the or what some quite a few people in the in the Anglo American world, or even many people seem to identify with transhumanism. Yeah. But I think we let's get rid of that as as fast as possible because mm-hmm. it just intellectually it doesn't make any sense. Okay. However, um, um, if you if you look back in time, just in the past 200 years, we already re- realized. An, a life extension from 40 years to in the average 80 years sure and that's that's, that's quite that's, a, that's quite a lot right? that's wonderful just in the past 50 years we've we've increased the life expectancy by 15 years in, in right. European countries on, a, on an individual level you know having the life expectancy of 63 mm. or of or of six, uh, of 78 years mm. that really makes a significant difference
0: but what about if that's 15 years spent soaking up the resources of the local health services though right? exactly I mean, and this that, is it's hardly a positive ex-
1: thing. At no, and these are exactly the issues we need to deal with. Right. Sort of um, how can we make that possible? Also, that it's right. that it's that's why I personally I'm I'm very critical of the libertarian versions, mm. which are dominant in the Anglo-American in mm. Silicon Valley. So it would mean sort of no only the ones you know it's it's that would be just an understand transhumanism in the libertarian manner would yeah. be in the interest of Switzerland and Silicon Valley. Right. Um, again, this is just something. Some some problematic figures in mm. in Silicon Valley. A firm, mm-hmm, Peter Thiel, mm-hmm. being among the best known people in that field. He's one right. of the PayPal founders. Okay, he is being uh, some people claim, even though he rejected that. Sort of, he he stays young, but young, uh, uh, young yeah. by having blood of young people injected into him. He, That's he, quite he,
0: vampiric, isn't it? It's very That's vampiric. Actually, actually, last
1: year there were there were reports of Elon Musk having. Having rented Tracula Castle in in Romania, um, and and Peter Thiel came, Peter Thiel and Elon, Elon Musk were flying over, celebrating in Tracula Castle, being transhumanists, who knows? Was drinking blood again? This is these were just newspaper reports. I is cannot. Report I'm not or sure. Is this is
0: this a newspaper report.
1: These so were newspaper mean. reports. I I cannot confirm or deny them. Yeah. So, but it's interesting to see that in in, in which right. context sort of they've been presented. And no, it, it they, But the interesting thing yeah. is actually uh, it seems to be a procedure which actually works. Okay. Um. So historically it goes back. You know, there, there were versions of that mentioned in in Ovid and the Bible. Yeah. There were versions of that. Obviously with respect to witchcraft, um, vampirism, Dracula. It's always about... But right now, actually... Um, stand, researchers at Stanford University in, in Jena, at the um, there's a Max Planck Institute in Jena, yeah. and many others in China. Actually, uh, they've confirmed that you can take the blood from young people, work with them, and then have it injected. It actually increases right.
0: the likelihood of of of, uh, of, of young, staying young. Uh, presumably, the young people are consenting to this. Do they know what's happening to their blood? Uh, of, course so. So, of, course,
1: so. of course, of course,
0: of course. I know. I think it's Ronnie Wood of the Rolling Stones has a blood transfusion every year, and he's 80. And it allows him to bounce around the stage like a seventy-seven-year-old yeah. or something like that, right? <laughs> that's 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 always big on his list of things to do. So uh, we are quality of life. Let me just talk about that because that's presumably where the philosopher comes in. I mean, a, a, a quality of life will mean one thing to one person and one thing to another person completely. You're talking about enhancing, trying to perfect in some way our quality of life. Who decides what that is? In fact, Who, whose decision is that?
1: Within the transhumanist community, there are many different answers sort yeah. of to what we should assume, what is actually a appropriate concept of the good life. Sure. And there there are some people like in Oxford-based transhumanists, they think, no, we, we really want to be, you know, Renaissance genius- geniuses. All of us want to become Renaissance geniuses. That's like hyperhumanism yeah. being realized by means of new technologies. Yeah. Then there are other people like who are close to transhumanism. Like Julian Savulescu at, from the University of Oxford, he's a student of Peter Singer, and, and he says, "No, we should affirm like a common sense account." which is valid for our people. So we okay. all want to live longer, we all want to have the bef- better cognitive capacities yeah. and so on. We don't want to be ill, we don't want to be handicapped and so on. And I think all of these all of these accounts of the good life are really problematic because they do have put, you know potentially at least t- totalitarian or paternalistic implications. Mm. And um, what I'm presenting as part as part of that discourse is that no non-formal account of the good life is plausible. Is necessarily plausible, which means um, uh, the it, best you can give is a formal account. Right. But once it comes to the content, yeah. you know there is not one concept which actually
0: applies to all persons in the world. So you're saying it, it, it can exist as an ideal, but not as a reality, is that?
1: No, so? not even as an ideal. There's not one thing which all which applies to all persons mm. for increasing the quality of the life yeah. the best we can have as an answer is sort of an increased health span yeah. and sort of if, if you ask various persons then more than 90% would say well in some way living longer healthily yeah. is in my interest yeah. for some it's in the interest because then they can travel travel to mars then yeah. they can uh, try better wine and so on and um, for others it's intrinsically valuable to have a long health span it's just it's part of a good quality of life to live longer healthily yep. so there are various justifications for doing so however some some would even deny that option as as an increased health span yep. and so I wouldn't I wouldn't even say even, even that is not a universally uh, valid quality so it really is I would affirm a great plurality of different concepts of a good life
0: okay so let me throw something at you here um, I, I I'm, as, my, as our listeners will know, I'm, I'm very concerned and connected with the idea of mental health. And uh, uh, is it is it going to be possible at five years? Is it possible now at five years hence, ten years hence, to have my brain wired in a certain way at birth such that I I will not suffer a, a mental health issues? Is that is that something that you're you're sort of genetically pre-programming or, or reprogramming or something like that? Is that is that connected to the to the discipline? So here we, no. we
1: really need to uh, distinguish sort of uh, 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 the different reasons yeah. for mental illnesses. Uh, and, and and some might better... I'm talking
0: nature, not nurture.
1: Yes, but some might be connected rather to educational circumstances. Yeah. If it's like a post-traumatic stress disorder, right. then that would be rather related to some traumatic events. So yeah. less related um, yeah. due to some genetic uh, reasons, there are some some uh, mental health issues which are connected to mm. to genetic um, predispositions. In that case, and that's why it's so important. Twenty three and Me is so important. So first, we need to understand. What is the correlation between genes, between between uh, constellations of genes, yeah. and specific health issues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and once we found 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 out the correlations, right, right. then it's possible. Well, then it's possible either by means of. Uh, selecting fertilized eggs or by means of gene modification by means of CRISPR-Cas9 genome editing yep. or by bi- bioprinting eventually then it might be possible to influence and actually avoid yep. some of these circumstances yep. however the, the necessary prerequisite for yep. doing so is mm. first to having the analysis to having an understanding mm. before you can actually intervene
0: and we might be interfering with the idea of uniqueness as well might we not and and the fact that certain mental conditions bring uh, have positive sides to them and it's not all a negative issue I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about r- artists for example who have suffered yeah. tremendously from mental health issues but who have produced some of the great some of the great works of our time Amy Winehouse for example was 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 uh, suffered greatly Nick Drake uh, Sid Barrett these are mm. ideas that have come in from from Hugh actually he sent me a few names Sylvia Plath so some great poets and great musicians I know music is a, is, a, is a great love of yours as well have have suffered and they've 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 stood on that suffering and they've created, as a result of that suffering, are we not in danger, therefore, of, of neutralizing that 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 idea?
1: Our genomes are so idiosyncratic, are yeah. so unique to us. Mm. So if we manage to find a few twists, a few changes yeah. with respect to some genes which might be related to some specific problematic health, mental health issues, yeah. then it just applies to a few genes. Yeah. So it's not it's not that we you know what? Do we if, if it would undermine human uniqueness if we had a bioprinter and we say you know this is this is the ideal soldier, right? And we we have by means of bioprinting we get a million of these soldiers, right? That would un- right. that might undermine the uniqueness. Yep. Um, that would be politically highly problematic. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. this is not something we want. Yep. Um, transhumanism in general is yep. an is a is a is a mo- cultural movement. Which is, you know, in the liberal context, there are, there are some libertarians, there are many who are like social liberal, all within. You know, all serious ones in the liberal spectrum. Okay. So all of them would really strongly react to such an ideal of, you know, uh, some 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 totalitarian leaders bioprinting right. the ideal right. soldier. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm, you Sh- know, step maybe a hundred years, I mean, maybe that are, right? that maybe people would want to realize that if that's an option. But then, you know, um, but then it's up to up to us to challenge right. that then it's up to us that's a political issue yeah. it's not an issue which is related to the technology yeah. it's really something we need to fight right. um the, the the totalitarian and paternalistic yeah. implications because this is definitely not something which we want however by means if uh, by if within a liberal background and then we always need to uh, yeah. uh, need to realize what's the appropriate cultural circumstance what's yeah. the appropriate understanding of freedom and i'm I, i'm arguing against clearly arguing against a libertarian understanding because you know even though sort of the A
0: libertarian understanding could you just define that for me
1: Oh, libertarian understanding it's really it's just up to the individual okay. state intuition should be minimized as much as right. possible sort of uh, no
0: regulation then. In
1: other words. hardly any regulations um, maybe the state should only take uh, take care of of like the physical integrity and the property yeah. of a person, but not not even no support for right. education or healthcare or anything. Okay. Um, so so it's this is I'm I think that's that's undermining. That's undermining a proper account of freedom because because it leads to an enormous hierarchy where sort of the minimal requirements yeah. for making free decisions are being taken away are being removed. Even though I, I strongly support mm. sort of something like morphological freedom, mm. educational mm. freedom, and and, um, and 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 and. And having the right to choose one's reproductive partner, reproductive freedom, educational, morphological freedom. However, what is also needed for a proper understanding of freedom is a universal health insurance. You know, because we need to be healthy to be able to make, for freedom to make any sense, we need to be healthy. And a further issue is some understanding of social, global justice, some minimal requirements for well being. Yes, very good. Having food, having shelter, course, you know, basic, basic, um, necessities. Basic, basic necessities. Yeah. So these are all re- requirements which are needed for freedom, yeah. and they would these these are reasons for for, for, for arguing against, for for stressing the dangers yeah. related to libertarian understanding.
0: Now the other day, I was I was sitting in the courtyard here, uh, uh, teaching a uh, my creative writing class, and I saw you. You came into the courtyard, and I said, "Come over, come over," and you showed me a photograph of a lamb in a bag. Right and and I I I thought that was some kind of kebab thing, you know. Uh, Why did you show me a photograph of a lamb in a bag? Well, it was a
1: bio bag, and a bio bag here we had. that was an example of where actually lambs were grown in the back as an external, as an external womb. So it and it, it, it right. already works as an external internal womb for lambs. So we're next. Is what, is and what in, in the Netherlands, they they are investing already, you know, millions and millions of money in order to realize external wombs for human beings. And in many other countries, they are doing research on that too. But that's so frightening,
0: is it not? Does that not? I mean, I, I, that that scares me. <sighs> really, as a prospect. Yeah, for you, you might see great that's, i think that's a, that's such a wonderful thing i mean look who at decides, you know, who decides what we implant who decides personality who decides uh, uh, mental makeup physical makeup uh, just
1: just just look at the historical the meaning of that procedure of that technology yeah. so um it's a way to disentangle uh, sexuality from reproduction so right. initially we had you know the condom the pill yeah, 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 yeah. we've had in vitro fertilization we've right. had surrogate motherhood yeah. it's, it's all a way of showing now what we used to be able to do you know there was a connection in the in the particularly in the catholic tradition which is still the case sort of um natural reproduction means um sort of human nature implies the nature of the eyes are to see the nature of the nose is to smell and the nature of the genitals is to reproduce yep. so and if you masturbate if you use the genitals in any, any yep. different manner it's unnatural it's it's bad yep. so whenever you have sex there must be the possibility of reproduction yeah, I think
0: that might be the first use of the word masturbation on the podcast <laughs> but I'm very, ha- be- very happy to hear it no well done and, uh, and, anyway. and, and so and by
1: means of these reproductive technologies yep. it's a way to disentangle sexual from reproduction we can take uh, we can take responsibility how we want to deal with these issues and for 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 women there is no need at least for them to being to being actually physically pregnant in their bodies yeah. but if they want to have a child they can have the option have of being pregnant in an external womb yeah. and they can continue drinking
0: celebrating working and doing whatever is but in their whatever interest they want. of course they can because they're, because it's it's a whole separate uh, 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 entity it's not part of them Exactly. Well, then, how are you? But how will that affect the notions of motherhood then? And, and, and uh, I mean, I find it a slightly odd that a, a woman can 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 give birth to a child that has in no way been physically connected to her, and yet we ex, we would expect the mother to feel maternal towards that thing. It hasn't been in her stomach. It hasn't been
1: you know you really have the option with the surrogate motherhood at the, at the moment right so you can you know as long as yeah, in that true. case if you have the motherhood then you just it's a case of sort of if you if you want a physiological connection you know it's yeah. you take the you take the um you take the xl from the yeah. mother and then yeah. but 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 what is more fascinating even even just having um, using the external wound is also, you know, we can even, even promote plurality much further. Yeah. So, in the, we, we already have the option, and, and in the UK that's legal, we have the option of, of um, having, having a biologically related child with three genetic parents.
0: Right, okay.
1: We can, we can use the, the XL from one woman, mm. the XL of another woman, you remove the nucleus from one of the XL, mm. so you take the rest of the XL from another X cell you create an X cell with the genetic material of two women. You, you, you use, you fertilize it and then you put it in the, this is not yet possible, but then you could put it in into the external womb. And, 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 and then it, in the end it would be a child with three biological parents. Yeah. There are already possibilities and it's proven to work on mice where, um, um, um mice have been generated on the bi- basis of, male sperm cells. So no no, no not even female right. cells were needed. So far that's only an option for mice. In the next five to ten years it can be expected for for humans as well. So in that case it would be a possibility of having a child not only with involving two women and a man, but yeah. also involving just two men or two men and a woman. And so it increases the plurality of human flourishing. Isn't that a
0: wonderful well, it direction? Is, it is, but my question is are we ready for this? Because we the technology Doesn't stop, and we, uh, in many ways, uh, technology is making us mentally ill. In in many ways, right? It's it's uh, it's it's undermining our human capacities rather than rather than augmenting them or assisting them in some ways. Look at social media. I mean, how we're basically. I always think that we need about technology should stop for about fifteen years so that humans can catch up with it and then use it. No, know how to work it responsibly. Are we ready for these 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 intense and it's a one-way street as well. Once you start, there's no going back. Once you have a lamb in a bag or a, or a, or, a, or a kid in a bag, right? There's not going to be the time when suddenly we won't have lambs in bags anymore or kids in bags, right? It's a straight line. Can we? Can we? Wh- who's to say that this is this is what we want? Apart from a bunch of 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 ac- academics or philosophers or practitioners even, but who, who live in their heads and, and think, well, this would be a great idea. I mean, look at that. We can, we can make humans live another hundred years. How, the man in the street, right, you know, he, he might not want that to happen. They might not want that. They might not want that to be a part of their lives.
1: How, how would you respond, let's say, a student comes up to you yeah. and says, you know, I really love writing my essays mm. using a, 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 a Montblanc pencil, I love the aesthetics of the writing. And I'm not going to use Moodle. I'm not going to upload it. Everything I do... Has to be handwritten, right? And you can't put it into to turn it in. You can't have it checked Right. I just love the aesthetics of doing so. I reject the possibility, right. of any t- any te- digital technologies. Right. Um, I'd be a
0: bit suspicious. You uh, would be a
1: bit suspicious, yeah, no? Yeah. A- and you see, sort of, why is that? Sort of the advantages of digitalization, of using the PC, of hand, of mm. of, of, of digitally written mm. uh, pieces, are so enormous mm. um, that it, it sort of has, has become an Implicit necessity. Mm. No one's there's. I mean, it's not only implicit; it's also explicit. You wouldn't Mm. give them the possibility of doing so Mm. because you can't put it up into Turnitin. You don't have the plagiarism check, just for that reason. So it even becomes an explicit necessity. Is it a morally problematic? Procedure Mm. that you forbid them to use to to turn in their their essays uh, as as handwritten papers. No,
0: I would I would admire the individuality and I would admire the aesthetic. I I would also be very suspicious about 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 why that's happening. Exactly.
1: Okay. Look. So So the the same applies. Obviously, Mm. you know, it's the same same kind of if if a same applies to Mm. like an external womb. Mm. If a procedure is is so advantageous, if, if if all the benefits are clearly on the side. Of using a new technology, you don't even have to introduce, you know, right. legal reasons to Excellent. forbid specific technologies. Yeah. But sort of, they would be simply adapted because of right. the and anyone would want to adapt that. So in the same way as you wouldn't accept a handwritten paper in, as a, as, a, as a midterm as a final, you know, as a yeah. final exam or something. Sure. Um, in the same way, may, maybe the advantages of having getting pregnant in, in an external wound might be so big. You know, no one
0: seriously yeah. would want to take that option. Okay, Um, before we move on to uh, post-humanism, uh, it's fair to say that transhumanism seems would seem to be man at the anthropocentric, I suppose. Right? Would that be true? I mean, is there man? It's it's all revolves around us and our desire to improve the quality of our lives.
1: Many, many things, because that that's a widely shared misunderstanding. Okay, because because transhumanism or again is, well, is, I mean. is moving moving away from from an anthropocentric understanding as well. Mm-hmm. Because most you know, at least if you if you follow the questionnaires, um, then of in some leading transhumanist associations, it shows most are sort of skeptic, atheist, naturalist. Yeah. There are some also Catholics, there's Mormons, there, you yeah. know, um, there are many different options. However, uh, because of that move, there's, it's widely shared that sort of the personhood, the respect for an entity is is not just a respect for humans, but it's, it's um, sort of the um, personhood for personhood for non-human animals right. is widely shared. Okay. And that means now it is no longer an anthropocentric perspective. Right. It's no longer yep. just only yep. humans who possess dignity, yep. but all the ones who possess morally relevant capacities. Right. And and that means no uh, it would probably have the implication that a fertilized human egg, n- you know, is no longer a person even though the Vatican says it is. Right. Um right. Uh, right. Uh, however, an adult elephant, a chimpanzee, or you know, orangutan, a dolphin, mm. they would be regarded as, per- or they should be regarded as person, mm. and they should be granted the appropriate moral respect. And that means it's a turn away, a move away, a twist away from a uh, anthropocentric perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is not such a radical turn away from that as, as critical post-humanism, mm. which is even more radical. However, it also is clearly a non-anthropocentric perspective, okay. at least with respect to what most transhumanists share. Right. There are some exceptions who still approve or affirm human 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 centrality but they are the mi- mi- minority
0: what's the final thing on, on on transhumanism what's the weirdest uh, augmentation or modification that you've encountered
1: the, the weirdest modification which people share as an ideal is clearly the silicon valley <laughs> okay. ideal of being placed you know your your personality being placed on a right. on a hard drive i mean this is so widely so many people talk about that but i um it it, it gets far more attention than it really should should get because it's definitely not something which we, we will achieve in 30 40 50 years time i, mean, I can't exclude the possibility in the far reaching future but you know um but um so far i mean there If you mean sort of the modifications which we are already realizing, physical modifications. What I find quite intriguing actually. Um, is not a modification of humans. It was a modification of zebra fishes, and because Obviously. friends of mine, um, they've actually realized a genetic modification of zebra fish, mm. which enables them to uh, to um, get part of their nutrition on the basis of photosynthesis. Right. So, so they were solar powered zebra fish. They've been genetically engineered so they get twenty percent of their nutrition by means of photosynthesis. Yep. As a side effect, they turn slightly green, and that's already working. That it's not a science fiction that, example that's something which has been realized in the real world so but if it works genetically amazing,
0: amazing christmas present in US that, that i mean you
1: can already get in the u.s you can already buy clow so clowing fish yeah. and they are legal they are, they, they, they are clowing but they don't generate photo, photosynthesis right. but they're forbidden in europe they're only allowed in, in the united states um, but but if it works so zebrafishes and, and human are genetically quite similar yeah. so if, if the genetic modification works for zebrafishes in principle it would also work for human beings right. so that you know if if, if, if that, that could okay. be a there way a yeah. of you know mm. people starving of hunger you know, better have a genetic modification. Get sure. the photosynthesis. People sure. traveling to Mars might good be, uh, good be a, yeah. a solution for having an appropriate nourish, uh, source for nourishment. So there are many possible. Wasn't there someone as
0: well who had their ear sewn into their arm? Was that was that right? Were you exactly, me about that's one of the famous
1: sewn. arches, Stellark, arc, whose sort of a, a ear being modified such or, or muscles being modified such that the lower arm. Uh, in the lower arm, he's 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 having a year as a body modification, as showing the contingency of of naming, of understanding the body, and yep. of the possibility of changing it. Orlan, the French artist, another yeah. is another artist who's using her own body and and to to permanently modify, it, to see it as a sort of as a material which is permanently in the process of becoming of alteration.
0: You can see me now. I'm looking at my lower arm, and I'm wondering what on earth an ear could be doing there. I mean, I, my worry would be I've got an ear in my arm. I lean on the Bar and uh, to have a bit, and someone spills a beer on my ear or something like that, and I, it's it all goes, it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> this this on 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 transhumanism. This has been an absolutely fascinating conversation. What I want to do after the break is is hear your thoughts on the very different field. I think of of of, of posthumanism. We'll be right back. Welcome back. To the Anarchist Monastery. I'm Daniel Ray uh, This is a special episode coming from uh, John Cabot University in Rome. I'm joined by uh, uh, John Cabot University uh, Professor of Philosophy, uh, 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 Stefan Zorgner. And we have just been discussing one of his specialities, uh, transhumanism. And we've, we've had a fascinating uh, uh, discussion about that. I want to move on now to post-humanism, which is another... Another arrow, I think, in 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 Professor Sorgner's bow. Why? What, what's the post in posthumanism? Because we're still here. So,
1: posthumanism is is a movement which is really different from from transhumanism. It's got its origin in in Foucault, in Deleuze, in sort of French thinking. It's it's more related to to cultural redefinition of who we are as human beings. And the understanding of, of posthumanism, which is br- the starting point, is so the problem lies in the in the categorically dualist ontological conception of, hum, okay, ye, okay, of human of human being. Doesn't that the, sound wonderful? No, the top of my head just The fell. problem right. is the categorically dualist ontological yeah, conception of humanity. Oh what
0: does that mean? Uh, it means my head's just fallen off, and, okay. and I'm, I'm staring at my scalp on the ground. I, I, <laughs> I, I you, I'm afraid you're going to have to tell exactly. me what that means.
1: Um, so in in the end, it just means well in the Western tradition, what we took for granted as who we are as human being is, well, we are constituted of a material body and an immaterial soul. Okay, that's all. That's it. That's it. Simple as that. But it sounds better if you know use ontological and dualistic all that. There's a lot of, no? a lot of, a lot of words. And, a lot of syllables. And so it, it basically means sort of how we saw ourselves since. Maybe Sartre. At least since right. Plato, Stoic times, yeah. up until Darwin and Nietzsche. Okay. Um, but in in Kant and Descartes and the, and the Renaissance tradition as well, sort of what, we, what was taken for granted is that humans have that categorical special status in the world, yeah. in the sense. Only we have that divine immaterial right. spark, God given spark. And that makes us special. That's and that, that makes that's us stand out.
0: Again, isn't it? That's, that's human hubris again. And isn't it?
1: that's a human hubris yep. from a transhumanist and from a critical post humanist perspective. Yep. That's seen as a hubris.
0: Because if we, if we I, tr- I don't really trust humans. I mean, we, we've had, what, 300,000 years to run this place? Look at it. It's shit. Right? That's all us, frankly. Right? I don't really. I don't. I don't. <laughs> which is why I'm a little sceptical about transhumanism as well. You have to trust humans to be part of that process, right? And post-humanism, mean, in a way, I'm quite happy to hear about post-humanism, right? Because I think maybe it is time that we sort of just just, just got out of the picture or at least at least equalised it for, for, for all of us who inhabit this earth. And, and Hugh has sent some wonderful thoughts on this, right? About him uh, uh, wanting to be seen as an earthling. Uh, Not as a not as a human being. Right. Because that's part of the problem. Exactly. Sort of the the critical posthumous is in particularly um, they see
1: many, many types of discrimination connected to this understanding, to this human hubris as us standing out due to our divine spark. And a lot of these discriminations can be explained by reference to Plato's Plato's cave.
0: Okay, you might have to explain that for our listeners as well. I know you can do that. You're a philosopher. That's philosophy 101. That's class one, philosophy 101, isn't it? Exactly. So so we've got a description of the world in
1: Plato's cave where basically all sort of it's a human condition that humans are general sitting inside of the cave and all we see in front of our eyes, in front of our sense perception is our shadows. We never see the nature of things, but it's sort of it's just appearances which don't have Any profound meaning, they don't reveal any in the core of our existence. Right. We are just surrounded by dark shadows. And
0: two-dimensional dark shadows. And
1: well. two-dimensional dark shadows. Yeah. And it's only the philosophers who manage to climb out of the cave right. and they get up to the pride, sun, and see the truths, see the goodness, and see the all the, 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 the core of the world, what right. is really out there.
0: And realize that what they've been looking at before has fooled them, has fooled us. Exactly. It believing exactly. that it's
1: real and once but once you look at exactly that picture which has been so extremely influential mm. in particular if you realize if you think what what nietzsche said is is correct yeah. because he stressed sort of Plato, christianity is platonism for the people which means so plato created platonism that for the people sounds like an rem album
0: it's not, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that no, i'm sorry do carry on
1: so if if that's actually the appropriate description of the world that means all of this dualisms between, you know, the p- truths in the brightness and the yeah. goodness, and us being in the darkness, yeah. and, and 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 that that's what represents evil. Uh, that's the appropriate. This is what is being sort of people are, have been convinced by means of Christianity yep. of the truths of such a story, of such a way to conceptualize the world. Yep. What is the problem with that, with that? So, well, if you realize sort of it's the it's the sun which is goodness Mm -hmm. what we're being surrounded is the darkness of the shadows And the sun is good. Then we then there's a clear racism already implicit in that understanding. Right. It's it's sort of whiteness is good, darkness is bad. So we've got racism. That's as- like
0: my PhD actually. It, it really does. Uh, I talked about <laughs> the origins of, of, of the origins of European racism. That's where I began with Shakespeare and and white black is quite simply the opposite of white and everything that Queen Elizabeth the first was, uh, mm-hmm. virtuous, uh, virgin or pure, etc. She whitened her skin. She used lead or led to whiten her skin the opposite of that then became everything that was evil uh, the, the the black skin right that wonderful s- sounds very similar to exactly what I spent really and that goes
1: to back to Saurastra but but at yeah. least to definitely to Plato
0: right and that that, yeah. that goes further
1: and sort of um, what is being identified with the Sun as well it's rationality yeah and in sure. and in the cave you see sort of the irrationality the body yeah um, the emotions yeah you know, and obviously, you know the the rationality is a typical male trait, yeah. and and emotionality, the dark yeah. desires, is a typical female trait. Right. So you've got sexism as a root of that understanding as well. Sexism. We've got racism and sexism as Great. part of Plato's cave. Great. What else? Rationality as having that special part of the description of the world. That also means you know, and 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 that's been widely accepted. Well, it's only humans yeah. who, who possess at all yeah. rationality. That's still the case legally in all parts of the world. In, but is that uh, true? In quasi all foundational laws, it's it's humans are rational animals. are things are supposed to be treated like things because they are not rational. In there's a, one in exception. A sense
0: that we can tell right from wrong is that is that just just, just there's, one,
1: there's one there is one exception yeah. in Argentina where recently a uh, uh, orangutan has been accepted as a person. That's one exception. Oh, Otherwise, amazing. all the legal communities Agree. It's us humans who are special because we're person. Because yep. we have rationality, and as a consequence, so you've got you've not only got racism, sexism, but you also got speciesism, which means That's a new the human me. species mm. as having a special status as these the only entities which deserve special moral recognition, yep. and animals, plants, and the rest of the world are supposed to be treated like things or are seen as things. So again, mm. we see that duality, that binary distinctions yep. between you know humans and the rest but the only things the only entities which matter are humans
0: okay and so, we we're, and we we're, we're, we're chipping away at that the trouble is it's humans chipping away at that notion it's still anthropocentric isn't it 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 is there's a certain type of anthropocentrism where it's
1: difficult sort of the the ones the ones who really try to completely move away from anthropocentrism they they have some some problem doing so because mm. it leads to absurd implications mm. so there are some th- thinkers actually in the uk and 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 who belong to the critical post-humanist tradition they think no antinatalism really it would be best if all humans if all human vanished because then it would be in the ideal of the flourishing of trees and rats and, and insects and and, and, and insects it. because but in the end that's that's uh, they usually stress it should be the rich white man who should die first um, yeah good luck with that. And and so it is but it, there's no really proper crowning for justifying that because in the end sort of you know if you've got a choice between a plant and a, and, and 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 an orangutan or between plant yeah. and a human you know you know we can suffer and and sort of you know because we've got a nervous system we've got a, we've got a brain it's mm. difficult well mm. to to Make it plausible that the plan should be given more more consideration,
0: or so an equal, the, equal status,
1: or, or an equal status even. But some of the critical posthumanists actually aim for that, and that's why I think this is where this is where critical posthumanism taken to the extreme is highly implausible. Right. In the same way as yeah. transhumanism taken to the I mean. extremes, that the goal should be mind uploading it's, again as absurd right. in the same way as critical posthumanism taken to the extreme. That's actually why I've, I, I like you know I'm I'm sort of a in between a uh, matter person um, uh, that's I also refer to my approach as, as a matter humanist approach matter okay. and not only being beyond but also in between critical post humanism and transhumanism. Yep. it's a weak transhumanism. humanism it's a Nietzschean transhumanism. humanism yep. there are different ways to refer to that it's a euro trans however it is not it's not sort of that higher better faster approach of Silicon Valley it's not that anti-natalist approach that humans all humans yeah. should die out as which some critical post humanists affirm however it is sort of the basic analysis which which has have been presented by critical post-humanists, so, um, sort of the western cultural tradition as as already affirming or at least having the connotation of racism sexism of speciesism yeah. and furthermore of heteronormativity okay. because one of the one of the not Im-
0: quite sure what that means
1: is, so so one of the implications of the of 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 rationality yeah. is also sort of if you think about the truth then there's there's, if you think about it, if you use rationality, there's one specific nature mm. connected to all of our aspects, mm-hmm. which I mentioned before. This is part of the rational tradition mm-hmm. and the Catholic Church. So. The eyes are there that were seeing, the nose for smelling, the channels for reproduction. If you don't use it for reproduction, yeah. use it unnaturally. Mm. So the only natural ideal is a, is a hetero ideal, heterosexual ideal. Okay. Um, and and anyone who has any different different wishes, longings, and desires is unnatural and therefore okay. is it's outside, is ill. Yeah. Is it needs to be needs to be cured. Yeah. Is something which needs to be yeah. is something maybe psychologically a mental ill. And you. you we mustn't. We mustn't forget that at even 50 years ago, and in, in in most in many developed countries, homosexuality was seen as a crime. Yep. Was a, a, sure. there was a criminal offences connected it, to it, that? It still is in many parts. It, of the it world. still is in yep. many parts of the world, and yep. this is just shows sort of how strongly these dualistic. So the roots sure. of this dualistic understanding of the world, mm-hmm. which strong legal implications mm-hmm. it has. So animals sh- are seen as things. A dolphin is a thing. A dog is still seen as a thing. Why? Other, a cow is still seen as a thing. Why? Otherwise, you cannot go into the pet store and buy a dog or, 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 or slaughter a cow for yeah. consumption. Yeah. And these are the strong implications. That's why, you know... The, the regulations concerning homosexuality the regulations concerning mm. um the the, the the sexist and the racist implications. So by moving away from that dualistic, from that binary analysis okay. which is so strong in the Western tradition, um, it has it has enormous implication mm. and it leads to a radical the need to radically revise our most our legal, cultural, and social, and ethical understandings, which you yep. have. And we don't really know what it will lead to, what sort of—because um, because of the, the, the cultural structures right. of that dualist thinking, of the Judeo-Christian tradition, are so firmly embedded in mm. our culture mm. that undoing them, moving away from them, twisting them— in which direction should we right. should we should we aim? Decides, Wh- what do we again. want? Who should we respect as yeah. a consequence? Yeah. And here we see sort of the and, and transhumanism and critical posthumanism mm. represent two different answers to, to that and the, what's to the, post- the challenge.
0: What's the posthuman answer to that?
1: Uh, exactly. So um the, who should we respect in the in the in the transhumanist perspective is no, we shouldn't only respect humans right. because of their divine spark, but we should all all the entities which have morally relevant capacities yep. deserve to be morally respected, yep. and that's normally associated with sort of the higher the capacity of experiencing pain, the more the higher the moral moral status, the more someone should be recognized. Sure. So if you're a fertilized egg, if you don't have a brain and nervous system, you deserve less moral recognition than if you're a dolphin who has a brain and a and a and a, okay. and a f- certain complexity of, 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 sh- of a sh- brain structure. Sh- sure. That is sort of the that is sort of the transhumanist take. The critical post-humanist take is that well, doesn't that end up in another binary distinction? They're the ones who fulfill the criteria of being a person, mm. dolphin, the ape, and so on, and the ones who don't. Then again, you've got a new of du- duality yeah. of understanding. You're the transhumanist, and I would respond, well, actually, it's not a dualist distinction, but it's more of a gradual distinction. Yeah. But it, it would lead to a new hierarchy, definitely.
0: Well, my question is, what does the dolphin think? about this what does the ape think about this
1: No, but you could also ask what what does a 5 year old think about this right. and and sort of here we see the similar similar okay, cognitive capacities A dolphin, capacities, in, a do- a dolphin no. in
0: 10 years still is, is going to yeah. think like a dolphin a 5 year old in 10 years is going to is going to think like a 15 year old which is entirely different isn't it
1: but but, but only be, only if it develops further and the, the further development is yeah. not it's likely but not not necessary right uh, however in the what would be the critical posthumanist uh, perspective on on that issue and he would say yep. no as an alternative no we should really take the specific the specific context into consideration mm. so it's never so a dog is never is never a dog with a specific capacities, mm. but it, it's sort of it's it's my companion, companion dog, which has a different okay. th- meaning than the straying dog out on the on the on the creek right. beach. So the meaning within the specific context is a, is a relevant one. Yeah. What should we aim for? That that's a difficult question. Maybe it always needs to be considered in the context. Maybe right. it is diversity which we we should aim for, but that could also have some rather problematic I- implications. So if it's diversity, which we should aim for in a specific local context, right. that that means, well, we've got two humans, one chimpanzee and one rat. And um, if we aim for and we can only say four entities, then, well, it's a human which needs to die and the rest need to survive. <laughs> and it, and it, this is what it means if, if diversity has more importance yeah. than sort of the, 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 the capacity of suffering. But However, you, you make
0: it sound like humans are going to do we're going to do ourselves out of business. We're going to extinguish ourselves. Well, clearly, we're not going to do that.
1: No, we're so I mean, so, so going I mean, in both of these. In both end game here, in both of these options, we extinguish ourselves. Right. So both in the transhumanist as well as in the critical posthumanist. But in the critical posthumanist, it's the option of you know. Pr- uh, some some would say you know humans are the cancer of the earth. It would be best if humans died out, and then it's it's a flourishing of yeah. the plants and and animals could be guaranteed. Which I think is you know a highly problematic direction. Yeah. In 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 the, in the transhumanist case, it's well, um, well, where will we be? You know, we, we came about Homo sapiens came about three hundred thousand years ago. Where will be another three hundred thousand years? Well, chances are very high that we'll either have died out. You know, it could be a a global pandemic, it could be a volcano eruption. But it we could don't know be what
0: we're going to be doing in 30 years.
1: Exactly. And, um, and and furthermore, so either we will have died out or we will have developed further. Right. Because, you know, six million years, we have the last common ancestors with great apes. Yep. It's, it's a permanent adaptation and permanent process of modification and change. And now, for the first time, we've got the possibility sort of really to consciously enhance evolution yeah. and alter who we are and 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 the question is sort of what is what should we aim for what should we but in even if we we do do something and we alter ourselves then you know, it, it means, you know, we overcome, we move beyond the boundaries of who we are as human beings. But we just enlarge the boundaries of who we are
0: as human m- beings.
1: Maybe we enlarge the boundaries, but maybe no sexual reproduction with another human is, is possible, maybe even not even necessary. Mm. And that, as a consequence, will, will turn into post-humans. Right. And so we'll, we, yeah, we'll we we will start-
0: either die out being yeah. post-humans or we'll die so out we stop- because of human extinction. If we all have, start having sex with sex robots, for example. For uh, example. I don't want to have sex <laughs> with a sex robot. Until the sex robot wants to have sex with me, answer that, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Philosopher. That's what. I, <laughs> that's what I feel. This. So, so if, if,
1: you know, if if someone uses the dildo. Yep. isn't that the same thing as sort of do you, should the person ask the dildo, dildo do you really want to have sex with me do you right now
0: it might be the first use of the word dildo uh, on the anarchist uh, monastery uh, podcast I'm very happy about that uh, so, a talking dildo there we yeah. are that, that's, did you, uh, you, did
1: you, would you ask for consent from a dildo as well
0: yeah I uh, I don't know How would just hold it up and chat to it what would you do I'm not sure I mean, just no. But, but you're the one who is you know yeah. who is talking about a thing yeah. uh, and, well, and so far there's no so different, different, the different sex robot. A dildo and a sex robot. They're, so, they're but so
1: far the sex robots are things too you know we wouldn't so far the the robots we encounter yeah. they don't have the pe- possibility of you know of of, of, of feelings of emotions no, sh- sure. and so in that case i don't think they deserve any moral recognition and so asking for 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 consent from a con for, from a sex robot i think would, would would be the same thing as asking for consent from a dildo
0: right okay that's amazing i mean is a sex robot not just basically a dildo with eyes stuck exactly on? right it's basically the same thing isn't it <laughs> this is that's an extraordinary little angle for the anarchist monastery i think we can might have a whole episode on 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 the humanization of sex objects further down the line. Just to wrap up, this has been incredible. I, I feel like my brain's been scooped out and stuffed into a washing machine, which has been put on a ninety degree cycle for an hour, and then it's been rinsed out, and then it's been spun some more. You, what about you? You're at the forefront. You're at the cutting edge. You're you're the avant garde of this, of 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 post human philosophy, transhuman philosophy. I I just said we've got no idea where we're going to be in thirty years' time. What would you like to be in 30 years' time? What would you like? And I would like you to find a connection with your discipline as well. Hmm. What would you... How do you see yourself in 30 years' time and in perpetuity as well? So, firstly...
1: um I'm not making predictions. I'm not a futurologist. Right. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't know what the world will be like in five years, 10 years, 50, 100 years. Wait, as, a, as a scientist, I just cannot make any such predictions. Indulge just, me. Uh, indulge just, me. you know. Just uh, indulge um, me. So, however, sort of the, the the possibility, you know, was reproduction by means of... Um, but by means of artificial wombs, it's definitely something which is on the way. Yep. However, what I would really aim for, what I would be extremely grateful for, is sort of um, a continuation of the possibility of predictive maintenance of human health. Okay. Sort of, we've got um, the possibility of predictive maintenance of machines. So knowing so- when you knowing. So Sorry. far, oh. so far, what predictive maintenance means, you know, we've got sensors as, yeah. as uh, on various parts of the plane so far, and they they tell you in the in the engine, it sort of tells you well the engine is fully functional. Yeah. However, their initial signs mm. then the engine will become dysfunctional within. There's a high chance of. 20% of right. the engine becoming dysfunctional within right. the next six months. Right. What's the decision? You know, no one wants to take a risk. You change the little thing of the engine just to make sure that that the likelihood. So far, there's no risk at all right. for the passengers. But within six months, you even don't want to take any risk when flying, and that's why we yeah. we, we so much increase the chance of, of making flying so so safe. Yeah. So and as a possibility, we have we have the um, predictive maintenance of our human bodies. We've yeah. got various sensors moving into our bodies. You know, we already have the they're already um, Tufts University. There are scholars who moved sensors into the front teeth, and they oh. they you can analyze you can analyze what you've eaten last night, the pizza and the. Pizza year which were delicious however if you want to increase have an increased health span you might better have some water and and sell it today so it is and and then you have various senses you've senses moving in different parts of the body you analyze the okay. blood you can make you know there's an initial chance of a high blood pressure there's initial chance of of, of 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 a higher cholesterol level yeah. of of you so know even words, cancer cells yeah, right, right in time the, the, cancer the, cancer the, cells, right? the earlier earlier they get detected right. you the earlier You you can take take care of that thing,
0: and 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 that that just would be a wonderful way. We might be talking about a model that can predict uh, if if the behavior if this behavior continues, we might predict lung cancer in fifteen years time, for example, given everything that the the, the, we
1: would significantly lower the rate of people dying from these types of diseases, Yeah. yeah, and and as a consequence, have a significantly increased health span.
0: And Can the planet take it? Can the planet take that, 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 that number of people not dying out? Because wonder- surely we need people to die out.
1: Wonderful question. And here I re- refer to the, to the research, Max Rosa from, from the University of Oxford. Mm. He's been doing research concerning, concerning population crows and the yeah. quality of life. Yeah. And sort of he distinguished four different levels of reproduction. And historically, in the past, all the countries he's analyzed mm. have gone through the same type of development. Mm. So, the the, the more, the, the higher, the better the access to 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 healthcare, the better to nutrition, shelter, um, education, yeah. and so on. You know, yeah. quality of water. Yeah. Um, uh, the reproduction rate significantly dropped. That's why we've got a reproduction rate in countries, in countries like in in, in Germany, one point five; Austria, one point four; mm. in Italy, one point two. Mm. Um, mm. And 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 oh, that's can, sorry.
0: That's, that's children per per, per, per couple. Per, per couple. Yep. Um, yep. And and that
1: means, and that means even in countries like. Like Pakistan and South Africa, they've already reached the highest level, which means which leads to a significant drop of the reproduction rate. Yeah. So, the better our quality of lives is, yeah, yeah. the lower the reproduction rate is. Okay. And the UNESCO has taken that on board and analyzed that further. And they have come to the conclusion if we continue right. our well being globally mm. in, in the speed which mm. we managed to do mm. so in the past. The 11th billion or 12th billion person will never be born. Okay. And that's that's just what you see. We have right. an increased health span for it. all persons it. on Earth. I get it. At the same time… Fewer of us. Fewer, fewer of us. We live, he- and we live longer and healthily. We live longer and healthily. We less consumption. Yeah. Um, We need to find alternative way of consumption and so on. So, and- And
0: And that doesn't uh, involve killing people. We're just not birthing them in the first place.
1: Exactly. Because we reach what we want to reach. We we have an increased health span ourselves, a better quality of life. There's less need of reproducing you know, we still reproduce but not in in the way that there's a growth of of, of our population. Mm -hmm. But at the same time that that's obviously not the only solution, but we also need to find, you know, alternative ways, for example, for creating meat. Um, yeah. In you know what we see, sort of there is an identification of the higher the quality of life, the more the higher the meat consumption. Mm. So in China, what you see, you know, more and more people wanting mm. to eat meat. And and but at the same time, in Singapore, the mm. first the first in vitro meat, the lab grown meat, mm. which is not it's it's not plant based meat. It is actually it is it is it is sort of indistinguishable from from real meat, right. but it's being created on the basis of a genetic modification. Okay. And, and and Singapore, the first lab in vitro meat was approved. I think recently. In the United States, this must have happened really this week, last week. Yeah. Um, mo- yeah, it's 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 all also been approved. So here, and as a consequence, we would deal with such issues as you know killing uh, uh, animal factories, killing slaughtering animals in a brutal manner, yep. um, 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 uh, uh, polluting the soil, carbon dioxide um, yeah. mm. emissions, which are coming from the mass farms. Um, yeah. And, and instead, we might have our little in in vitro meet growing devices in our homes you know we'll see and and, and, you know we want to have some we love our 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 bestica fiorentina but grown from in vitro meat no antibiotics inside we live
0: in Rome we had to get some food in there
1: (laughs) no antibiotics inside because antibiotics are are always given to in these massive food farms which again increases the risk of uh, uh, the the coming about of antibiotic resistances again all of that would be avoided it's cleaner it's a pure stuff it's the best ofjor anti you might have ever eaten and you have it you know developed at your home grown in vitro in vitro meat device um so and no no need for even the transporting to your place but Fabulous. it's being realized in your it's
0: bio printed in your kitchen isn't that a wonderful that is we won't even have to step <laughs> foot outside the house right it's all there uh Stefans this has been an absolutely fascinating hour or so i want to say thank you so much for your time i know you're a very busy man you're very busy being the bad boy of philosophy which takes up a lot of your time i understand this has been fantastic uh i'm in rome for another couple of days i would love to catch up with you again and uh i'll really happily buy you a coffee right this has got to be the hottest recording studio i've ever sat in <laughs> right it's got to be it must be a 100 plus in here right now You've been awesome. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks. It's been an enormous pleasure for me.
0: Cheers. Okay, well, that's, that's, uh, that wraps up this special episode of the Anarchist Monastery with Daniel Roy Connolly coming to you from John Cabot University in Rome. It's been my great pleasure to interview uh, my colleague and my friend, Stefan Zordner. And we will see you soon. I think we're starting on, uh, well, by the time you hear this, we probably would have started uh, started series two. That's all Uh, for today on the Anarchist Monastery. Goodbye.